Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. ask that your Holy Spirit will breathe life into the service and into this teaching. Let there be life. Let there be life. Let there be strength. Let there be divine provision. Let the church move forward in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We declare that Lord God Almighty, you will make a way where there seems to be no way. You will leave the church in the name of Jesus. You will bless everyone that is in this room this day. I pray that, Lord, you bring a word in season that will transform their lives, that will lift them to higher levels in you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that your anointing will make a difference this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we deal with every adversary of the people of God. I bind witches and wizards. I command satanic powers to lose their hold on the people of God. This morning, I pray total release of the people in this house. Everyone that walked through the doors of this building, let them come under the power of the Holy Spirit. Let there be total change in their lives. Let anything that holds them down be broken. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord, they will experience real breakthrough. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray that, Lord, every challenge they are going through, you will bring them out of it by your mercy. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that anything that has hindered them for all these years will lose its power over them. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I pray that God Almighty, you will show your strong hand and that you will deliver them from the attacks of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that every burden over people's lives this morning be shifted. Be shifted. Be shifted. Be shifted. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that God, you will honor your people and make a way where there seems to be no way. We thank you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. And I know that God, you will make a way of escape in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, the title of my message is Be Encouraged. Amen. Somebody say, be encouraged. Hallelujah. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Our trials come to make us strong. Our trials, they come to make us strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Please turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 39. He says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Ask someone, if God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. If God be for you, who can be against you? And he says, he that did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? 
Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died. Yes, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? These are things that come in our way. They come in the form of attacks and afflictions of the people of God. And it is designed to take you out of God to be so discouraged to be so disturbed, to be so worried that you end up doing what you must not do. Challenges come away. Trials come away. But the Bible says these things, these are the things that Paul was talking about. He says, shall these things separate us? Because it is possible that this one or a combination of these are the source of your challenge, the source of the problem. But I came to announce to you, when you are going through tough times, keep your faith in God. Hallelujah. God will bring you out in the end. He said in Isaiah that when you are going through the fire, I will be with you. That means that that suggests to us in Isaiah 43 that there will be fires in our lives. And when we, he said when you are going through it, that means that it doesn't mean that in our walk with God, there won't be fires. And that there won't be waters. He says if you are going through the waters, I will still be with you. When you are going through the waters, I will still be with you. Hallelujah. I will still be with you when you are going through the waters. And then the Bible says that shall tribulation. In other words, higher levels of trials. That is tribulation. Difficult times. Times of nothing. Pain. Emptiness. Tribulation. The Bible talks about some things that will happen in the end times. It calls it the great tribulation. Moment of great suffering. Moments of lack and want. Trials. Tribulations. It says tribulations will come your way. Maybe some of you are going through some tribulations. But I came to announce to you, God will bring you out. Hallelujah. And then it says, shall distress sometimes you feel so distressed in life you know there's what we call a distress call that means that you are in trouble and so you are calling for help you know sometimes we say someone is in distress either the person is about to drown in waters he's found himself in troubled waters and the water is about to take the person away that is distress and there are times in our walk the devil attacks people with distress you go through periods of distress and then the bible says or persecution 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 you know when when you are persecuted you are prevented from doing what you must do in moments of freedom Things that you will love to do, you are prevented from doing it. That is persecution. You know, there are Christians who are persecuted. That means they are not allowed to practice their faith freely. They are killed for that. So what is supposed to bring you freedom, you are being attacked to be killed for that. 
something that you love to do, something everybody must have the freedom to do. You alone, you can't do it because you are under persecution. And he says sometimes persecutions will come to prevent you from serving God and pursuing your dream. But I came to announce to you, when you are going through persecution, hold your ground in God. In the name of Jesus. And he says, or famine. Famine is the absence of harvest. Absence of what it takes to have fruit is famine. There are times we have financial famine. Every everywhere you turn, it feels like for you alone and your house, rain has been forbidden from raining on you. Nothing you touch works. Everything is dry ground. Marriage, barren. Financially, barren. Relationship, barren. Employment, barren. Everything, barren. Even friends too, barren. There are times you go through moments of rejection and being despised and looked down upon. There are times you go through trials that those that used to be your friends no longer find their way towards you. It feels as if you have been plagued with leprosy and everybody is avoiding you. When all was going well, you had thousands of friends. When all seems to be going down the route of persecution and distress, every friend disappears. When you call, they don't pick their phones. And they all claim to be busy. Ladies and gentlemen, I've come to realize that no one is really busy. It's just a matter of priority. Who is important to pick your call? That's all. You are not at the same time your call went, another call also came, and they could pick it. It is a matter of priority. It's all because you are going through famine. You are going through famine. It is said that the, the success has many fathers, but poverty and failure is an orphan. No one gave birth to them. And as a result of that, the, the, the orphan state is worse because apart from no one claiming to own you, no one wants to say you are their sibling. So you don't have brothers and sisters too. Friends, everyone has abandoned you. You are alone. I came to announce to you, in your lonely moments of life, there is still God. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't let that discourage you in any shape or form. Don't let any form of lack. You see, famine is a state of lack. L-A-C-K. You don't have what it takes to fulfill your assignment. And it can cause distress. It can make people go to kill themselves. People become suicidal. People become depressed. All kinds of things run through their mind. Should I end it all? Don't end it all. Hallelujah. There is hope in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And it says, shall nakedness. We don't even have what to wear. What to eat. You, where to sleep. You, and you become very vulnerable. And when the enemy moves you to that point, it moves you to the point of ridicule and mockery. And all kinds of things begin to go on and you wonder, is life worth living? I came to announce to you, life is worth living. Amen. You will come out again. 
I said you will come out again. Sometimes you go through the moments of nakedness and people who should be standing with you are actually mocking you. That's where family members mock at you. That's where people who must support you turn their backs on you and call you names. That's where people become disrespectful to you. Those that used to respect you before, they are, you are brought to a place where you are despised and not even brought to a table to eat. Nobody invites you anymore. Nobody wants to relate anymore. You suffer rejection as a result of nakedness. But I came to announce to you, these are periods and moments in life when we hold on in God, he will make a way. You are not the only one going through that. So cheer up. Everyone God has used has gone through that and they have come out. Satan has played this from his master book. But time and again, so long as the people of God stand in God, God will bring them out. I say God will bring you out. Probably the situation in your marriage, in your relationship, in your financial affairs seems to be like this. But hold on in God. It says, shall persecution of family or nakedness. Lack and want. Whatever you want to do, you are unable to do. To bring you to the place where you are maligned. You are stigmatized. And you are scandalized. You are called all kinds of names. Your name changes. Your identity is now linked to your predicament. And especially people of our kind are masters at describing you by your situation. The Bible says when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and said to Mary, you are going to have a child. Gabriel had to give Mary a testimony to raise her faith. And Gabriel said to her that your cousin Elizabeth, she that used to be called barren. Do you see how even the Jews were behaving? Typical like you and I. They no longer call her Madame Elizabeth. When they send children to go and buy bread from her, go to the barren woman's house. Her predicament became her identity. We call people by their problems. <laughs> and we, we, are, we are very good at pulling each other down. Because the more we call them by what they are going through, now that becomes the identity. That becomes a prophecy. But may the Lord God deliver you from every negative prophecy. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes people are brought to the place where their sons and daughters begin to call them names. Because today they don't have anything. Cheer up. I'm prophesying to someone. Cheer up. Hope is on the way. Breakthrough is on the way. Divine deliverance is on the way. In the mighty name of Jesus. When people lose their jobs, sometimes they lose respect. And if they don't get any good support system, they feel like ending it all. Because they are being called names. They are being called useless. Now useless becomes part of their prefixes. Formerly, it's Mr. So-and-so. Now, it's useless so-and-so. Useless, worthless. What's your worth? What do you contribute to the house? What are you bringing home? Give me some peace now. Hey, 
the tide can change. May God encourage you in the name of Jesus. Don't let anybody refer to you by your current circumstance. For with God, nothing is impossible. And with God, he has said in his word, when you go through the fires, I will be with you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they went to the fire and God was watching. As if he was dead, as if he had forgotten, I came to announce to you he has a better plan. He has a bigger plan so long as you hold your ground in God. They went to the fire, but I tell you, they came out of the fire. You will come out of that fire. I said you will come out of that fire in the name of Jesus. And he says that nakedness or peril, peril means dangerous situations. You go through dangers of life. One day Paul said, I am in dangers of my own brethren. Dangers of his own countrymen. They will betray him. Dangers. Dangers of life. You know, life can become so dangerous that you don't even know who to talk to. Because the ear that appears to be a listening ear is also the mouthpiece for your enemies. <laughs> and so it becomes more dangerous because sometimes I have learned by experience that it's not every helping hand that is there to help you. Sometimes they get very close to have front seat. Have you watched boxing before? They, they ask, when you are far away, you can't see the blows very well. If you want to see the face of the guy who's been pity, get a front seat. That's why it's more expensive. When you get front seat, you see how the guy is suffering. How they are beating him. <laughs> so that you look at their wives and they feel they could go into the ring and stop the thing. And the man is being beaten and he gets up again. They beat him. But they need front seat to see the extent of your suffering. May God deliver you from such dangers in the name of Jesus dangers and the sword verse 36 as it is written for your sake we are killed all the day long we are counted as sheep for the slaughter but nevertheless somebody say nevertheless yet in all these things we are more than conquerors in all these things you are more than a conqueror lift up your right hand and say in all these things in every challenge i'm going through in every distress I'm going through, in every situation, I declare this morning, by the word of the living God, I am more than a conqueror. Through Jesus Christ, who lives in me, shout amen. amen. said, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ. Hallelujah. From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing should separate you from the love of God. None of these things should shift you from holding on in God. In Jesus' name. 
Don't let distress and lack and want and all those things and the fear of the unknown, the fear of I will fail, the fear that people will make mockery of me, the fear of what if it doesn't go the way I want. Whatever be the situation, he says you are more than a conqueror. In Jesus' name. And if we look at Joseph as an example, as I end the message this morning, Joseph went through each of these things I have mentioned. But God brought him out. You are coming out. The glory of your latter end shall be greater than the former. In Jesus' name. When you seem to have lost something, in God, nothing is lost. In God, things are turned around, recycled, and packaged in a powerful way. What you are going through is preparation to handle what is coming. You must just learn how to go through it. I pray that you will learn how to go through it. Sometimes we have to go through pain. There are times God will have to break you to use you. And when, he, when, when, when you are not broken, he can't use you. Time will fill me to preach another message. Blessed and broken. Hallelujah. For Christ to save us, he was broken. When he took the bread, the first time he instituted the communion, the Bible says, and he blessed it and broke it. It is broken, but I want you to know it is blessed. And sometimes God will have to bring the best out of you by the process of breaking. Hallelujah. Sometimes, if you have a bottle of perfume, it looks nice. It's packaged nice and beautiful and all of those things. But you and I know that we are not going to use the packaging. It is what is inside that we want to use. And for us to have the fragrance, we must break the bottle. We must force and press something and then you hear, fing! And then you can smell something good. There is something good in you. Sometimes you have to be pressed with these things to bring out the best in you. Don't give an enemy the opportunity to see a negative thing in you. In Jesus' name. There, is great thing, there are great things in you. There is great power in you. There is great blessing in you. In adversity, creativity results. May God help you. In the name of Jesus. In the case of Joseph, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 37 that his father loved him. And the Bible says his father made a coat of many colors for him. And the Bible said that he started dreaming. And his brothers were threatened by the dream. Because they could interpret the dream. And they could understand where this boy is going. And the Bible says they hated him for his dreams. Sometimes your only problem is because you dreamt. Because you had a vision. Because you had a plan to set up something. To initiate something. And then it attracts an enemy. Persons with bodies and persons without bodies. The persons with bodies are recruits of the persons without bodies. They are employees of Satan. They have an NI. 
<laughs> Glory be to Jesus. And the Bible said that Joseph dreamt and his brothers hated him for his dreams. And I love the man. And the Bible says in verse 9 that because they hated him, one would have thought he was going to give up. He saw the hatred. It's not that he didn't see it. He saw it. The Bible says, and he dreamt still another dream. I came to announce to you, dream another dream. When they oppose you, dream more. Do more. When you, when you buy one house and all hell break loose, buy six. Buy six. When you buy one shoe and some people begin to hate you, Charlie, buy four more and wear them. Don't let anybody eat you or eat your vision in the name of Jesus because you are you and nobody can be you. He said, and he dreamt yet another dream. Dream another dream. I said, dream another dream. I am dreaming 10 more churches all around London. I am dreaming more. Hallelujah. The devil will be tired before we are tired. I came to speak to someone here. Don't let anyone talk you back to square one. You must rise up and do some great things. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Don't let anybody threaten you. Don't let anybody put fear in you. The Bible says greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. So don't let anything stop you. He dreamt another dream. When, when you dream more, it will lead you into trouble. But when you are in God, the troubles will be turned around for your good. See, one of the foolish things about Satan is that he doesn't know all things. His plans doesn't go very well when the person he's working against is rooted in God. The Bible said that when they work all these things against Joseph and he was sold into prison and all that happened, we all know the end of the story. Even he was falsely accused and pushed into jail. And then finally when his brothers, after so many years, after more than about 30 years, when they finally came to see him, he said, you meant it for evil, but God turned it around for my good. That's why I told you, the devil is not wise. The scripture tells us in Romans that if the devil had known that through death, Christ would have collected or taken back the power, he would not have moved people to kill him. So he saw him and said, I think this is the guy. Let's kill him. He doesn't know that the master plan of God is that he should rather be killed. So when they try to harass you, dream more. As they persecute you, hold your ground in God. Because they will find out very soon that they are pushing you into your destiny. Don't let anything shake you from today. The challenge you have been through, they are lessons for the future. But it is not. It is designed by the enemy to break you. But I tell you, you are a champion. And very soon, your enemies will know that Jesus is your savior. In the mighty name of Jesus. 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 The Bible says they, 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 were, they hated him. And then the scripture says that his father... One day sent him to go and get them food. He walked all that distance to find them. And when they saw him, the Bible said, they said, here comes the dreamer. Let us kill him. 
So we will see what will happen to his dream. The reason for the attack is what you are supposed to become is a threat to the enemy. That's all. He said, we will kill him because of his dream. But don't stop dreaming. I said, don't stop dreaming. And the Bible says they caught him, stripped him of what he was wearing. They stripped him of what he was wearing. Genesis 37, 23 to 28. They stripped him of what he was wearing. The people who stripped him were people who should have been protecting him. His family members, his brothers, older brothers protect younger brothers. And as soon as he has, he has been sent for all this while, he walked through all these dangerous places alone. And when he saw them, he would have been encouraged. I have strong brothers, 10 of them, because they were 12. Benjamin was at home. He has been sent. So the 10 were already there. You have 10 strong brothers. And now you show up and you feel I'm now in safe hands. And not knowing they hated you. Because of your dreams. And the Bible said, they caught him and stripped him of what he was wearing. It doesn't matter what you have been stripped of. That you appear naked today. There is a clothing coming from God. There is a preservation coming from God. There is a restoration coming from God. You may have been stripped of your job. You may have been stripped in the marriage. You have been stripped academically. All kinds of things are working against you. And it looks like, am I going to end this way? He was stripped. And as he stood in the pit and they put him in a pit, a pit represents a place of depression. He's down there and he could hear negotiations going on. How much should we sell him? Two pounds, 50 pounds, 150. That he was hearing all of that, negotiating with another set of merchants who are not coming to buy sheep, but they are ready to sell their brother. The Bible said they caught him out of the pit, one place of depression, and sold him, reduced his dignity after stripping him naked. And, and then they moved to the next level of actually reducing his, his, his dignity as a human being, sold him, not strangers, but his own brothers. They sold him. The blood running through them is the same blood running through him. But they just hated him. Some people will hate you. But hey, it does not change the anointing. They can strip you of your coat of many colors. But it will not change the dream. It will not stop the gift of God in you from functioning. It must not stop the talent you have from functioning. It must not stop the abilities you have from being released. Don't let anybody who strips you of what you have stop you from the dream. As it is said, they can retire you at the age of 65, but nobody can retire your brain. You can choose to go on retirement, or after the statutory retirement, you can still do some business. Your brain must not be retired by anybody. Your dream must not be stopped by anybody. I said dream another dream. Tell somebody dream another dream. Hallelujah. And so they did that. And they sold him to Ishmaelites. They are cousins. Remember Ishmael? I remember Isaac. These are the grandchildren of Isaac. They are selling their brother to Ishmaelites. Sometimes family sells you. 
People who should defend you are selling you. They sell you to strangers. Sometimes they sell you financially, and sometimes they sell you as far as your dignity is concerned. They sell you by lying about you. They sell you by saying all kinds of things. And they sold him. And the Bible says, they too, they resold him. So his dignity now is in tatters. He doesn't have anyone in place. They have put something else on him. But it doesn't matter what names they put on you. You are still who God says you are. And the Bible said, Potiphar, chapter 39 of Genesis, bought him. And the Bible says he bought him and made him a slave in his house. But that must still not change the grace on you, the anointing on you, and the vision that God has given to you. And the Bible said that he became a slave in the house and served in the house. He had to change what he wore to the extent that by the time his brothers came, they could not even recognize him. But they can change everything outward about you, but it must not change the, uh, the assignment and the purpose of God for your life. You are still a champion. Just hit your chest and say, I am still a champion. There is a champion in me. And the devil, you cannot break me. I am coming out in style. In the name of Jesus. My latter end shall be greater than my former. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They saw him. And the Bible said that he was then also, as he continued to serve God, he was falsely accused. That he has attempted to rape the woman of the house. It's not true. It wasn't true. And the Bible said the woman had some form of evidence. Joseph's clothing was in her hands. But we have learned by experience that you can have some evidence and it is not a true evidence. It's not a true evidence. So don't just believe everything. Hallelujah. Yes, she had Joseph's clothing, but the circumstance by which Joseph's clothing got into her hands is not what she's saying. So don't just use the cloth to say, ah, that's the evidence. He's a bad man. He's not. Check very well. You have been deceived. You have been lured. And as soon as the master came and he saw that, he saw that one alone, he just grabs it and said, no, you are going to jail. And the Bible says he was put into the inner dungeon. And his feet was locked up in stocks. And he was dead. But ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, and God was with him. If God was with him, that means that he was playing his cards very well. Despite the challenges, he was still serving God. I came to announce to you, number one, when you are going through all these tough times, continue to serve Christ. Amen. Continue to serve God. Don't let anything move you to serve any other God. Don't let anything move you to sin against God. Don't let anything move you to walk in unrighteousness. Maintain your sanctity. Maintain your holiness. Maintain your service of God. Continue to serve God in the midst of this. And the Bible says God was with him. If God was with him, that means that he was maintaining holy living. Even in his defense of God, he was persecuted. Because he failed to sin. And for that, he was falsely accused. Ladies and gentlemen, whenever you see false accusation, you are one step to your ultimate destiny. The devil is a poor guy. 
He doesn't know anything. He's like Jon Snow. He knows nothing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I say he knows nothing. All his ideas, so long as you stay in God, will be turned around for your good. They meant it for evil. If you don't stand well in God, the evil will happen. But when you stand well in God, your defense is secured. Amen. And that's the reason why the enemy brings temptations for you to sin. The Bible said that my little children, touch not the evil thing and the evil one will not touch you. Amen. Keep yourself holy in the midst of the storm. Joseph kept it. And the Bible said at the right time, the king had to dream a dream. Nobody could interpret even in prison, the guy was still exhibiting his talents and abilities. You can strip me of my coat of many colors, but you can't take my power to dream from me. You can't take the prophetic anointing away. Ladies and gentlemen, people can do all kinds of things to you, but there's a grace on you that must not be taken away. Maintain it by the anointing. Maintain it by serving God. Maintain it by doing what is right. Keep your hold in God. Hallelujah. Eventually, he was brought out of jail. Someone before the king, he interpreted the dream. And the Bible said he was given the highest position in the land. In the end, he went through some 20-something years. He was 17 years when the brothers sold him. When he appeared before Pharaoh and became the number two in the land, he was 30 years. 13 years of going through the fire. What have you been through? Ask somebody, what have you been through? And what have you survived? One year, two years, you are complaining. Somebody went through 13 years and he would have been asking, Father God, my great-grandfather was your friend. <laughs> Abraham was your friend. I am a descendant of Abraham. You said the descendants of Abraham will be blessed. Father, my current situation, does it look like a blessing? If you were Joseph and you were lying down in that Egyptian dungeon and you are counting the ceilings, have you been through that situation of nakedness and barrenness and emptiness where you have to fast, not by divine order, but because there is actually a clear case of acute pocketitis? Inflammation in your pocket. Everything you put in goes through. Nothing. Your pocket is dry. That is acute pocketitis. Where every journey you make is not with a Mercedes Benz, but with a Legitis Benz. You walk, what to even get on a bus? You don't have it. You move Legitis. And Joseph would have been wondering, Father, the dream you gave me in my father's house, that dream is that my brothers and my father and my mother will come and bow before me. I don't even know where they are now. It doesn't look like it's going to come to pass. But hold your faith in God. Despite all this, Joseph did not sin. He still believed God. I said continue to believe God. In the midst of the storm, he still served God. So number two, whilst you stay pure in Christ, number two, serve God. Do work in the house of God. Don't let the enemy stop you from honoring God. Work for God. Do something. And Joseph did that. He was righteous. He presented God wherever he was. 
When he was confronted, he was bold enough to tell Pharaoh's Potiphar's wife, how can I commit such great wickedness against God? So if the woman doesn't know God, it's a conversation. So which God are you talking about? I can't sin against God. You may think pleasure, but I have a commitment to my God. And he walked in sanctity. Don't, don't let down your guard for some cash or for some honor you want or for some job. Keep yourself. Stay righteous. God will vindicate you. In the end, what has Mrs. Potiphar got to offer? After, after 17 years, the guy you lied about is prime minister. Effectively, Pharaoh himself said, I am only going to be ceremonial head. You will be the one that runs government. So effectively, the commander-in-chief of the armed forces was Joseph. And that includes the man who put him in jail. His job is now at risk. Because he was the army commander. A new president is in. He can choose to fire you. And when there is a procession on his day of being coronated, all army chiefs, when their wives will have to stand, and Joseph comes in and look at him. Is that you? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, Joseph, we thank God for your life. Sabelo, Amalia, Akbaso, Ablofu, Amankralu. These people, when it is time, these tongues must be interpreted later on by Mr. Atta. Mr. Atta will interpret it for you. <laughs> when your breakthrough comes, those who turn their backs on you will start appearing as if, oh, they have known you and have wished you all well all along. Leave them for God to deal with them, but pursue your dream. Joseph didn't mind them. He went on, became the leader. He ruled until his brothers came. And effectually, to cut a long story short, the Bible said five different times his brothers came to bow before him. The prophecy will come to pass. I said it will come to pass. For 13 years, he went, he was going through trials, but he maintained his service of God. And then after that, he had already given the interpretation of the dream that there will be seven years of famine. Seven years of abundance and seven years of famine. So you add the 14 years to his 30 years and that will give you what? 47, isn't it? 44, that will give you 44. So the man was 44 years old when his brothers then appeared. So because when they came, he said to them, the seven years of abundance was over. It was in the midst of the seven years of famine that the rest of the world started suffering because Egypt was a superpower and now nobody has food anywhere. Everybody must go to Egypt. So by the time they got to him, the first seven years of abundance had passed. And they were in the middle of the second half when they came. And they couldn't recognize him. There is going to be a change of your story. That those that sold you will wonder whether it is you. It's still you. But you are moving to a level. All that they did prepared you for the future. Joseph's answer to them was that you meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. And God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. May the Lord change your situation and change your destiny. May you have the strength it takes to go through your moments of pain. Your moments of trial. Your moments of challenges. Those days will come, but they won't last long. I said those days are coming, but they won't last long. You may be in your third year. You may be in your fourth year. As a child, we are 
are in our, as a church, we are in our fourth year, but I see the horizon and I know there is a way. There is a way with our God. There is a way with our God. I declare over your life, I don't know how long you have been in your crisis, but that crisis will not kill you. I pray that God keep you alive. Like Joseph, that the same people that turn their backs on you will return. To look on. They must be alive. To see how God ended with you. Don't pray they die. It will make the rejoicing well. He sets a table. Not in the absence of our enemies. But in the presence of your enemies. He will anoint your head with oil. That your cup will run over. And surely somebody shall surely. I said surely. Surely. Goodness and mercies shall follow me. Surely. Prophesy to yourself. Surely. Goodness and mercies shall follow me. Goodness follow me mercies follow me not some of the days but all the days of my life and as i receive these blessings i shall dwell in the house of the lord forever not temporarily but forever in the name of jesus i am breaking through i am rising the challenge will not kill me i rise above it in the name of jesus nothing should stop me nothing will limit me i am rising by the hand of the lord shout amen Oh, Yakasapaha. Can we rise in Jesus' name? My God, I give you praise. This has been a broadcast of Green Pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christ Church International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. For further information, please contact us on telephone plus 447376355621 on the web www.christchurches.org, Facebook Christ Church International, Christ Church, changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's Word.